0: Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Come on. Come on. Touch city. Well, cool, guys. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, if that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, dearly Father, I just thank you so much for a really good night tonight. We just thank you, Lord, and we ask that you just have your way with us tonight. You yeah. posture our hearts in the way they need to be. Uh, And let your words just uh, pierce through those hearts (laughs) for your glory. And we just thank you, God. Amen. Amen. How many of you guys were here the last maybe two weeks or so? Awesome. We had some cool people here. We had some amazing speakers that tackled a lot of kind of uh, mental health topics, which is super cool. I think it was like Mental Health Awareness Month or day. Yeah, day recently. Um, mm-hmm. So really cool. We, we had some speakers talk on anxiety. We had some people talk about depression recently, fear. Um, fear, yeah, just all this stuff that I think that a lot of people are afflicted with that maybe don't get talked about, or at least not talked about in the way that they should be. Um, so I'm really happy that you guys were able to hear uh, some of those things to just speak life into these topics and just remove shame and fear from people. Um well, tonight, Emily and I—not uh, to pivot too much—but one of the things that we wanted to talk about tonight was the fruit of the spirit. Yes, and we just thought this would be such a cool, um, almost like palate cleanser. You know, we talked about a lot of mental health and how to get free and how to how to have breakthrough and stuff like that, and we thought t- tonight would be such a good night to focus on. Okay, but what are some of the healthier? Uh, mental spaces we should be operating from? What are some of the things that should be flowing out of our lives, you know, that, that we can kind of strive for, we can see happen? Um, and some of those are just so found in the fruit of the Spirit. And so we're so happy to dive into that tonight.
1: Um, did you want me to do this part? Or did you wanna... I mean, All right. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if we said it or not, but Pastor Taylor is actually getting one more night off. So Woo! he took another week, Pastor Daniel... Uh, kind of blessed him with another night of awesome vacation. So that is where he is. Just kind of in some really great relaxation because he deserves it. He Ooh. worked so hard for us. So um, yeah, so we're going to just kind of kick us off. Um, so we're our main text tonight is going to be in Galatians. So it's Galatians 5, 13 to 26. And we're going to kind of break it down by like the first part and then the second part. Um, and so I'm actually going to go through and read the whole thing in bulk. So we have kind of like a good picture. And then we're going to get into like Ooh. the context of what we're going to say. All right. So, I think they're gonna, she's got it up on the screen because she's amazing. That's so cool. And it's up there too. Oh, that's so cool. It's a little TV. All right. So, Galatians 5, uh, 13 to 26. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Ooh. Everybody say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're called to live free. We're not called to live in shackles. Uh, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, rather, serve one another humbly in love. Basically, when we follow the things of this world, it's contrary to the things that God actually has in store for us. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Meaning if we're following the things of God, we're blessed under freedom, under grace, under forgiveness. Not under the things of the law. Okay, I totally lost my place. Hold on. All right, there we go. Uh, yeah, verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before those that live like that will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of following Jesus in our life, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience. whoa that was a lot of verses um but essentially kind of to sum it up and then get into what we want to talk about the kind of main context of that is broken into it. essentially when we follow the ways of the world the fruit of our life the results of that are going to be things that are disc uh that are like bad right we've taught like things that are harmful to us things that are harmful to others but the fruit of following Jesus and the result of of following Jesus and passionately pursuing him in our life are those things that we talked about, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Those are the things that come out and are a result of when we follow God. And so the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about is we have is my my point A or our point A, excuse me, uh, is get rid of things that get in the way, right? And so if we want to live a life that honors Jesus, that these things flow out of us, like love and joy and peace and patience, we have to get rid of the things that are not of God. We have to get rid of the things that are getting in between us and God. Philippians 1, verse 21 in the Passion Translation says, My true life is the anointed one, and dying means gaining more of Him. And we see this we see this kind of throughout scripture where it talks about dying to self for the sake of Christ. And I think that sometimes we get this kind of out of context and we're like, What do I have to go die? No, it means like getting. Getting rid of yourself, like letting go of the things that are not of God, letting go of the things that like you might want in your life or the things that you prioritize over him for the sake of Christ, for the sake of putting him first in your life. We have to let God free us from the things of this world in order to make room for the things that he has in store for us. So if we are going to make room for what God has and make room for the things that are even greater than we can comprehend, we've got to get rid of some of that stuff. We've got to get rid of the things that are not of this world. And we have to kind of shift we really have to shift our mindset and we have to shift our perspective. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I think essentially, especially in today's society. And I think I'm just, I think I'm just going to go here. I think there's a fine line between tolerance and loving people, even though we don't agree with it. Does that make sense where I'm getting at? I think that oftentimes as Christians, we can be so concerned about not offending somebody and so concerned about somebody like not wanting to be turned off from Christianity that we tolerate or that we accept or we actually like make room for the things that aren't of God. Instead of being bold or confident enough to say that, like, hey, I love you. I don't agree with those decisions you're making or I don't agree with the beliefs that you have, but I can still love you. We can still be bold in what we believe and bold in, in what we are and not fall into the ways of the world and still love somebody the way we're called to be loved. Does that make sense? I don't think, like, Jesus called people out on their stuff, right? But he still chose to love them. He didn't, like, he didn't condemn them. He didn't come in with this, like, he was like, hey, hey. That's not wrong but I love you like I came for those people. I came, I made way, I came onto this earth for those for the people who are struggling and I'm not like when you I think you even go back and look at um, the woman not the one, well, yeah, I mean, even the woman at the well, but I was specifically thinking of the situation where they brought Jesus forward and there was the, um, the woman that uh, was caught in adultery and she's caught in adultery and there, everyone's saying like, Jesus, you need to con- like condemn her and she, he gets down and he starts writing in the sand and he said, he who, like you who have no sin, cast the first stone and the only person in that entire crowd that could even throw a stone was Jesus and what did he do? He forgave her, and he loved her. He called her out. He said, hey, what you're doing isn't okay, but you're loved, and you're forgiven, and I love you for who you are right now in this moment. And I guess that's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but essentially, like, tying that back into the verse of what I was saying is we're not supposed to live by the way the world calls us to live. We're not supposed to imitate the things of the culture of this world, but instead imitate the culture of God, imitate the honoring of God. God doesn't say, like, you know, let everyone get away with what they're doing. God says, call them out, but love them in the midst of where they're at. Does that make sense? And I just think, that was something I was just thinking about today. Like, I think that sometimes, did you have anything you wanted to add to that?
0: Yeah, just with that too, I think that that's such a good point. But I think that also, like another good thing to think about too, is also like making sure that we start with us. Like, I think that that's, that's such good. a good message as Christians of like, Jesus didn't necessarily tolerate sin, but he still loved them. And I think that yeah. that's so powerful, you know? But at the same time, I think that like all of these things, kind of begin and end with the church so far as, like, are we cleaning our own house, so to speak? You know, and what I love in that verse that she read in Galatians 5, it it actually says the ways of the flesh are actually obvious. You know, and it it does all these listing of all these different kind of, like, immoralities and things like that. Um, But I think that that's something that shouldn't be last on us either, as we, so to speak, kind of clean the house out, you know, as we walk with the Lord, and kind of getting rid of these habits and all these. You know, one one verse says, uh, the sin that so easily entangles us, you know? And I think that when we look at that, we should actually look at the fact that, hey, uh, some of these things that might be tripping us up might be pretty obvious. You know, I think that some of the most glaring issues that we might have in our lives, they might be the obvious ones. You know, they might not be these little subtle ones that can sometimes be there and can manifest or creep up. But I I love that it actually says, hey, sometimes the, the acts of the flesh are sort of obvious. Like, what are the areas in our life? You know, like for me, I know there's been times in my life where, there was stuff I used to watch, you know, like, not even necessarily, like, I don't even, like I used to be really into horror movies, like, a lot, right? And there's still some of that genre that I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool or whatever, but my eyes were kind of open that, hey, a lot of this stuff, though, is kind of demonic. Like, maybe not all of it, but there's a large percentage of the stuff I was watching that I'm like, there's some, like, openly demonic stuff in here, you know? And so, I mean, there was a point where I'm like, it was just kind of like, hey, the ways of this flesh here was kind of obvious. Like, hey, if the movie is glorifying demons, like straight up demons, like, hey, maybe this might not be for me, you know, and giving that up, you know, like it was obvious, it didn't mean that there still wasn't a level of sacrifice, but I found that when I kind of cleared out a lot of that, where I I can't even remember the last time I watched a horror movie, you know, and it's like, that's kind of freed up my, even my mental space for so much other good stuff, you know, that's not that stuff, you know, and so I just wanted to share that with you, like sometimes it's about clearing out our own space first, and like looking for maybe what's obvious, you know, maybe not the deep, stuff that you can't even figure out what's what, and there's times to pray and find that out too. But what are the obvious things that we're still having problems like letting go of or getting rid of in our lives? Because um, I think that, oh, it's just so good, and I think it just uh, gets us ready for everything the Lord does have, you know?
1: Yeah, that's really good. And that actually like totally ties into the verse and kind of where I wanted to go next with it. Is that we, if we want to go deeper with the Lord, if we want to replace these things in our life, we have to get rid of it. There's a verse in that in Matthew nine seventeen it talks about... Um, it talks about like the, the wineskin, and you can't put new wine into an old wineskin because it'll burst, right? So it'll it, instead it won't expand with the wine. It'll actually like the hide that they put it in would actually like rupture and shatter, and it wouldn't be able to contain the new wine. So Matthew 9:17 says. And who would pour fresh new wine into an old wineskin? Eventually, the wine will ferment and make the wineskin burst, losing everything. The wine is spilled and the wineskin is ruined. Instead, new wine is always poured into a new wineskin so that both are preserved. And essentially with that, that's like when we are letting go of those things, like I was talking about, dying to ourselves, getting rid of the things that are of the flesh, we replace that with Jesus and he comes in and he gives us a greater and a newer capacity to... live i don't know i don't really know how to i guess just say that essentially but it's like we make room for him to come in and do a greater thing i think if we try to fit him into our box and it's like well this is the way that i do my life this is how i like to do it he needs to fit into my box Absolutely, he will meet you where you're at, but I will guarantee you that that box cannot contain what God wants to do with your life, right? I think that so many of us would say, like, yes, the places that I am now or the, the things that I want to do are not possible without God. So we can't limit ourselves to the ways that we think or the ways that we do. We need to actually allow God to have room to come in and move in us. And I think that I kind of want to, before I kind of um, pass off the next point to Dominic, um, we kind of like going back to what he was saying, and kind of looking at ourselves and saying, okay, what are these things in our life that we can actually, like, take and let the Lord replace with His fruit instead of the fruit of the of the world? And um, kind of when we're when we wrap it up, we're going to take some time to kind of talk to the Lord about that and say, God, what are some things in our life that we can get rid of? Um, And I think that sometimes we always think of it as big things and we think, oh, it's just like, maybe it's like a big sin in my life or maybe it's a big thing. And that is a thing. But I think sometimes it's the little things like jealousy or hatred or lying or cheating. And like, it all might seem like little things that aren't that big of a deal. But I think that sometimes all it takes is an inch and the devil can take a mile. And that's not to like, be like weird or scary or whatever but I think sometimes complacency is the enemy's like biggest thing in our life because we become complacent with a little thing and then a little thing and it grows big so we just kind of have to say God what is it that's getting in the way and how can I replace that with the fruits of you and the fruits of your the fruit of your spirit
0: yeah. awesome so our point b is actually filling up with the lord and the spirit so I think that this is kind of what we're getting to tonight, guys. And it's funny. I think this message is so simple, but I think it's something that we should always be circling back to. You know, I find that sometimes the most profound and, like, life-applicable truths I find in the Bible are sometimes the most low-hanging fruits. You know, pardon the pun. You know, like sometimes the, 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 most, the easiest to grab, the most obvious, you know. How do we walk with the Lord? We get rid of all the stuff that's getting in the way, and we go after him. You know, it's so obvious, but I think it's so good. And we're going to talk about being filled with his spirit. But just to to tag up the whole getting rid of the junk, I think it's funny because it's like Jesus didn't mince words. Jesus didn't speak about this kind of uh, blandly. He was kind of intense. He he says things like, pick up your cross daily and follow me. And that was before he was crucified on the cross. (laughs) And I think it's so wild that he says, hey, take up your cross daily and follow me and then it's like did that man practice what he preached? Yeah, he picked up that cross and went and did it, you know. But it's like that whole idea of the wine skin, it's like it like Christianity doesn't work as the the uh, the sprinkles on top, <laughs> you know? Like he, like we can't like sprinkle in a little bit of God on the top and our life here is now blessed. Like I was good before, but I'll sprinkle a little bit of God, a little bit of church service, and suddenly my bank account's doing better. I have more friends. This is great. Like Yeah, that's some cool byproducts sometimes, but it's like that's not how Christianity was ever meant to function. Like if, you know, they talk about it, the whole like if the Lord isn't the Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. You know, and I think that sometimes it's like we can't use the old wineskin. We can't just do what we've always been doing and just try to sprinkle God on top. It's like, no, Lord, give me the new way to actually do this life and then fill me up in a way that gives me the power to sustain it. You know, and I think that that's all it is, guys. Is like he has to be at the core of that replacing. Like we have to get rid of the junk so that he could give us the new way to live. (laughs) You know, and sometimes that's the daily choice. Am I daily laying these things down? But now we're going to talk, as I said, about filling up with the Lord and with the Spirit. Like, what is the replacement? You know, if this whole message is about how do we get rid of our junk. Like, that might be important, but it's not unless we replace it with something good that we're actually not going to see any of that major breakthrough, you know? Because I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like, when you get rid of stuff and you don't replace it with something else, it's really easy for that other stuff to just kind of come back, you know? Or sometimes more than before. But when you actually get rid of the bad and replace it with something good, that's when you have transformation. And so when I was thinking about the fruit of the Spirit, I was actually reminded of something else Jesus said in John 15. This is verse 5, and this is also out of the Passion Translation. It's Jesus talking. He says, I am the sprouting vine, and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Wow. This is just the heart of all of it right here, so I'm going to read it one more time. It's John 15:5, and it says, I am the sprouting vine, this is Jesus talking, and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. You know, tonight we're talking about the fruit of the spirit that Emily read in Galatians 5: the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Forbearance was in there as an alternate for I think faithfulness, but it's <laughs> it's all, you know, it all gels. But I think that when we look at it, I just even love the image of the fruit, right? This is a fun fact about me. I actually used to be really into gardening when I was growing up. Yeah, I did it. I did it for a lot. I had like a vegetable and fruit garden for a couple seasons over and over again, and I grew a lot of other stuff too. But it was something I did with my uncle at the time, and uh, I loved it. You know, and I had this little like science brain at the time that I just I was analyzing everything. I had my little charts to map how things were growing. I'd take pictures. I would like kind of take soil samples, and I just I just do the whole thing, you know, and. I didn't even like vegetables at the time, so I'd like harvest it. My parents were like, this is the best vegetables we've ever had, and I didn't, didn't try it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's something that I, I just really loved doing growing up. And one of the things I noticed about these fruiting plants was just, uh, how did this even happen? You know, I went from seeing the fruits in the grocery store, but then actually planting it and seeing it for yourself is a whole different deal. You know, and I'd see these plants that just looked like any other plant. I'm like, you sure this is gonna bring tomatoes? Like, really? Like this little plant here, this little green thing, is gonna bring tomatoes. And I'd never seen a tomato plant. And sure enough, they grew up and then I saw flowers and I was like, you really sure that these are tomatoes? Like <laughs> this is how like fruit happens? Is flowers? Like I missed that, missed that memo in elementary school. And sure enough, you know, those things got pollinated and slowly I saw the, the flowers wilt and then I saw the little fruits growing, growing, growing and then get ripe. And, and I just think that's so funny that, he, that the Lord uses this analogy of fruit, the fruit of the spirit. You know, and I love here, like what the verse I just read about the vine and the branches. Like, do you know what it takes for a plant to bear fruit? Does anybody know? There's a couple really basic things. It needs to be tended to. So as a plant, it needs to be watered You know, it needs to be watered basically daily. It needs the sunshine. It needs the right temperature. It needs the right nutrients from the soil it's planted in. And it needs to be pollinated. And then after that, the fruit just grows. (laughs) Like, if you're in the correct environment and you're doing the correct maintenance, fruit just grows. You know, and this might be a graphic image, but it's like I really don't think in the plant world all these plants are just like, radically constipated and are just like, bear fruit, like biting their upper <laughs> lip, trying to just bear this fruit. You know, I never see any plants like quivering, just trying to force itself to, to bear fruit. Like fruiting happens when you're just in a healthy environment and wow. it just grows. That's part of how it was designed to do is just to produce this fruit. Good. And so I love that that's the image, because I also think that that translates so much into John 15. Where Jesus says, Hey, I'm the main vine. You're the branches that come off me. When you're with me, you bear fruit. Basically, as long as we're connected to the right source here, we're going to produce the right things, you know? But apart from me, what happens when you cut off a plant? Can it still bear the fruit? No. It's such basic imagery, but it just works so well. It bears the right fruit when it's been tended to correctly. And I think that all that's necessary for us to really bear fruit is literally just being in the right environment, remaining in the Lord, (laughs) letting Jesus be the vine and letting us just be the branch that is just so anchored in what he's doing and what he says to do in his practices, how he's told us to live. And then what happens? We bear fruit. Did you have anything to
1: say on that before I continue? No, I just think that's so good. And even just like I think I just kind of want to take a second and say, like, well, what does that look like practically? Like if we think of the things that we do. Is that are you going there? Is that okay if I say that? No. Okay. Um I think we, you know, he was talking about like the fruit needs the right environment or a plant needs the right environment to bear fruit, and that's like watering and tending to it. And like what okay, well, what does that look like for us if we're to bear fruit in our life for Jesus? What does that look like? That looks like staying connected in community. That looks like having the right people around you to support you when you're struggling and hold you up when you're down and encourage you when you're in the right season. Like it's it's looking like surrounding yourself with good people in your life to help you. It looks like spending time and staying connected with God and being rooted and founded in him. Plants can't grow tall and strong unless they have a firm root base and a firm that goes deep or that goes wide in order to remain connected and bonded. And so if we're going to continue to grow fruit in our life, we need to make sure that we're growing our roots deep with the Lord. We have to go and say, "Well, what do I think about this?" and even challenge ourselves. I think that sometimes it's really easy to like just listen to a message and be like, "Okay, that's what I believe," but then like well, what, what do we choose to believe about some of those things? Does that make sense? I just think that sometimes it's so easy to, like, hear sermons and being like, yep, got it, yep, got it, okay, I'm good, and then circumstance comes up, and it's like, wait a minute, that's what that message said, but now I'm not sure how I feel about that. And so I think it's so important for us to, like, spend time with the Word, spend time in prayer, and seek how we really feel about some of these things, so that when Rubber hits the road. <laughs> we know like what that is. There's a sustainable thing there for us. Um, yeah.
0: No, I think that that's so good. The pra- I, I sometimes forget the practicals. Like how many know that I can just kind of keep going sometimes. But I think the that's practicals. Why you married me. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's just my. You're just my tether back to the earth. And I just. I, I just think that that's such a good. It's the word. one
1: versus the four. Everybody on the enneagram. No, I'm sorry. Just, stop. <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
0: <laughs> We're here to speak truth, not that. Okay. I'm just <laughs> Enneagram. No, anyway, um, no. I, I just think it's so good the practicals. You know, I mean, honestly, I've talked to some a good handful of people in the room today that talked about like wanting to be better with those daily disciplines. Like, am I getting in my word enough? Am I praying enough? Do I do I surround myself with um, godly friendships that I can actually share some of my issues with and open up with some of the stuff that's going on. Because, like Emily said, if we don't have the, that firm root system, if we're not getting daily watered in a, that environment, we need the right temperature, the right. It's really easy for us to start wilting. At least, <laughs> you yeah. know.
1: And I I just want to say too, uh, you're not a bad. Christian or a bad person if you don't read your Bible, like it is, it is a very important foundation and it is a very important key in our faith is understanding the word and understanding the knowledge. But like you're not condemned or you're not in a bad place if you like if you're that's not happening. Like it's just such an important thing to tend and to to steward and to connect with you. But I think that sometimes we start to condemn ourselves when we like get out of a habit like that and like it's going to help you and it's going to make you stronger. But you're not a bad person. I just had to say. That. Yeah,
0: and I mean, it might look different for different people, too. Like, some people, like, they're studiers, which means I want to do an hour every night in the Word, and i want to get out the lexicons and do this like this. And that's great for those people. Some people read a verse a day or whenever they can. They'll put aside the time. And, hey, the Lord meets you where you're at. I would just encourage you, if you feel challenged by it, then just start making new habits. You know, it can be as simple as just putting a reminder in your phone. It can be a five-minute thing. You know, that's how it could start. But there's just so many ways for the Lord to just meet you guys, and it's so good. Um, but anyway, one of, the, one of the last things we kind of want to land on, too, is this idea of the fruit of the Spirit. This is something that actually kind of hit me today, was that it's not fruits of the Spirit, you know? I think that's kind of interesting, right? It's not like, hey, these are the fruits of the Spirit, and then here's all these things, love, joy, peace, patience, you know, that whole thing. It's, hey, here is the fruit of the Spirit, and then it does the whole list, you know? And I think that the significance of that, to me, is the difference between, it's not like there's this one tree that it's like, oh, there's a banana on it and an apple and a watermelon and this. It's like, that, that's not how the fruit of the spirit works. It's like, if the fruit of the spirit was an apple, it's like, wow, this apple is delicious and ripe and juicy and sweet and savory and fortified with vitamins and minerals. Like, you know, whatever. You know, we're, just, we're describing one fruit, Right. And I was kind of I was kind of struck by the singularity of that today, of just, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not a bunch of these different fruits, which, I mean, that's its own little word, and that could be really cool by itself, but it's like, no, no, the fruit of the Spirit has all of these attributes and characteristics in it. It's kind of a package. You know, I heard this once in a sermon. It was a challenge, and I, I think about this. I, I'm not even joking. Every single time I think of the fruit of the Spirit, I think of this, which was, you want to check to see how the spirit is in your life right now? You want to see, you want to just a quick check? Everyone's like, yeah, pastor, let's hear it. What what is it? It's like, why don't you substitute your name for when they talk about the fruit of the spirit? And I was like, what does that mean? It's like, that means Dominic is loving. Dominic is patient. Dominic is kind. Dominic is, you know, or substitute your own name. Like if you run down that list, how long is it where you still feel like you're telling the truth? You know, like I know that there's some seasons where I'm like, Dominic is loving. Okay, you know, I feel kind of loving. Dominic is patient. Oh, not so much today. Dominic is forbearant. What, what does that even mean? No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, but I think that like that, that's such a good little like metric, a little line in the sand, a little check. If we're if we're falling after the spirit, we're living in the spirit. Like are we able to do that little test? How, how far down the list do we have to get before we feel a little disingenuous? And again, it's not to condemn us at all, but it's like, oh, wow. There's more fruitfulness that can actually be coming out of my life then. Like, there might be seasons where I feel really patient, really loving, but it's like, dude, maybe my self-control is not on point right now. And it's not like necessarily a condemnation that says, like, what the heck's wrong with you? you got like eight out of nine. Like, you're, you're almost fully fruitful. Sorry, you're kind of being a bad Christian now. I, th- I don't think that there's any condemnation in Christ, right? Can I get an amen? But I think that there is a proof there that says, hey, there's actually more fruitfulness that can be coming out of my life right now. Maybe it's great that I'm loving and I'm patient, but, hey, I have the whole spirit. I don't have eight-ninths of the spirit. I have the, sp- I have the spirit, which means I want that fruit, which means what's a way that I can see self-control come out of my life? And I think the best way to, it, like, again, if you are if you feel like there's a deficiency when you s- see your name in that list of what's supposed to come out naturally of living in the spirit. Like, right, we talked about fruit, how it's, it's a natural process when you're in the right environment and you're tending it correctly, right? It's natural for it to produce like that. It's not some kind of crazy effort. It's like when you tend to it correctly, this comes after it. So my logic goes, if I can say, hey, Dominic is loving, Dominic is this whole thing, but there's a couple on that list that I'm like, oh, maybe Dominic is not so gentle today, you know? <laughs> I go back to okay, but I know that the fruit of the spirit, of walking in the spirit, is gentleness. Let me look back at the tree. Am I remaining in the vine today? Am I the right temperature? Do I have the right foundations? Am I, is there some cracks? Do I have to go back and do some, some garage sale stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta just get rid of all this stuff, just a a free lot sale. Get all this other junk out of here. It's time to go deep again and get my foundations right. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about how cool it was that it's this image of this fruit, you know? I just think it's so good.
1: I think what's really cool, too, when when he was kind of sharing that with me is I think that sometimes I've always looked at it as the fruits of the Spirit, too. And I think, I always think, like, oh, well, I have this, but I'm really struggling in this area. And, like, I don't have that fruit yet was kind of how I would, like, phrase it to myself. Or that's the fruit I need to work on. But the reality is in the verses, if I walk in the ways of the Spirit, in the verses, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If I'm walking in the Spirit, that means I have the ability to live out all the fruit as one thing. Meaning that every aspect of that is in my life. I need to just choose to live it out and make the decisions for that. I think specifically, like for me, one I always one has always been like self control. Like I like to say yes to everything. I like to constantly do things, and I'm in a season right now where Dominic's like, "You have said yes to too many things, and you need to slow down. You are losing it a little bit." <laughs> and, I'm like, and I was like, "And I was like, I,
0: I say that as gently as possible." No, it wasn't. Possible. Yeah, he didn't say
1: it. He didn't say that it like that. Those are my words. Um, but. It's like gosh and it's because I've not been prac I've not like choosing to walk in that aspect of the spirit and it's like and sometimes I think it's like oh well I can't do that it's like no the bible says that if I have the spirit in me I can live out every single one of these things so the only thing that's getting in the way between living this thing out And not living it out is myself. I am in my own way (laughs) because I'm like thinking it's this thing I have to achieve. But the reality is, is when we have Jesus in our life and we walk by the spirit, we don't have to go earn it. We don't have to go figure it out. This is something we can actively tap into. We just have to choose to do it.
0: Sorry. No, that's it. (laughs) We just bear fruit. Yeah. When we just remain in the vine, when we just remain in Jesus, like we bear fruit. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a direct... Uh, causal linkage. I don't know the right word for that, but it's like, if we remain in the vine, then we bear fruit. Like that is, that's the relationship there. It's not like an if, and, or, but like that, that is the relationship. If we remain in him, we will bear much fruit. And so I, I think that that's, that's really it guys. That's, that's really what we wanted to hit.
1: And I think what a challenge kind of for us is, is to think like, is like in the wake of our life, do we see the fruit? Do we see, like if you're walking forward and you're looking at your life behind you and you're looking at your last week or your last month, do you see love? Do you see peace and patience and kindness? Do you see gentleness, self-control? Do you see goodness? If you're looking at yourself and you're, we're looking at our life and how we've lived out the last couple of weeks or months or days or hours even, are we seeing that flow behind us? And if not, why? Why are we not? Seeing those things, what is it that's getting between in the way between us and that? And so we actually kind of want to move into a time of of just a little bit of ministry and just kind of taking some time to think um, and and some time to kind of pray. And so um, in just a moment, David's going to get some sweet tunes going on in the background. Um, and I want us to just we want us to just kind of take a moment and just kind of take us through um, just a little bit of an exercise and just kind of saying, you know, and I want you to just kind of right now, just start thinking and asking God, what is an area of your life that is preventing you from living out the ways of the spirit? What is something that's preventing you from living that out? So maybe if you want to just like, you can, you can write it down. You can close your eyes just between you and the Lord. And just say, God, what is something that's preventing me from walking out, living in the Spirit? Yeah, so I think we're just going to, if you're in a moment with the Lord, like, please stay, don't move. Um, It is a few minutes earlier than normal, but we just kind of feel like there's just a release. Like, if you need to go... Um, You can go, but crux leaders, if you're not in a moment, if you want to just come to the front and hang out at the front, we would love to just um, have room for anyone. If you want to come up for prayer, um, for anything that you need, we're here for you. So if you're not in a moment and you're a crux leader, please come hang out at the front so we can pray. But if you're in a moment, just stay where you're at. Um, But otherwise, you're free to go. We love you guys. Have an amazing week. Um, If you're with the Lord, don't move. Stay where you're at. Um, But otherwise, you're free to hang out, chat, get prayer just be honoring the people around you thanks for coming guys and we'll see you at crux
0: thank you for listening to the crux podcast sermon of the week be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from summit church